The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. I want to talk about uh, fake news because we, we know that the forces really behind voter manipulation have more tools and tactics at their disposal than ever before. And it seems that more and more people are also falling victim to it. Uh, polls conducted around the U.S. have found that fake news actors are alive and well and are actively targeting voters. And if we've heard, uh, you know, similar stories with, the, you know, Canadian elections as well. How were these stories formed? Uh, how, you know, what algorithms do these actors use to target specific social media users and their accounts? And, and, and what is the best advice for you? And it doesn't matter if it's during election or anything. It's really with any news story. You know, what's the best advice uh, for you to go about detecting fake or false news stories and information? Andy Barrar is our tech expert and also so he is a contributing editor at futurhythmic.com. Hey, Andy, welcome back to the show. Oh, my pleasure, Jalen. All right. When we talk about uh, Russian bots and meme warfare and deep fakes, my gosh, I'm not even sure I knew what these things or had heard about these things, what, five, ten years ago. How much has this grown over the past five, ten years, Andy? Well, we learned that it was a really, really big deal in the 2016 election. And even Facebook, Twitter, and all the other social media um, platforms acknowledged that they didn't do enough to combat that. And basically, what, what it really comes down to is fake accounts and these things called bots, where are just like little computer software that, that mimics uh, that it's a real person, you know, tweeting or, or sharing posts. But there's just a computer with the, with the intent of spreading disinformation misinformation and of course uh, fake news and so that was a huge deal in 2016 now that we have the US election happening today in 2020 you can sure bet that the social media platforms have learned the lessons of 2016 and they're being more proactive and that's also creating a lot of issues <laughs> because some people are wondering are you censoring free speech so it's a very precarious line that they're trying to do but they understand understand that they have to have an active part in curbing this disinformation, especially today with the election looming in the U.S. There's so much to talk about, Andy, but I'm just curious as we go back to these bots, how, how do bots work? I mean, how do they end up responding to, let's say if I put a tweet out on, on something, how do they zone in on, on my tweet to react to it? Is it just certain keywords that they're looking for? Absolutely. Yeah, they look for uh. keywords and they can look, they have different algorithms where you can uh, basically assess the person's sentiment by the words that they're using in, say, a tweet or in a post. So Facebook knows this. They can actually tell when you're in a good mood or a bad mood just by the, the kind of stuff you're sharing and, and what you're saying and the types of words that you're using. So these bots will take advantage of that and then try to play on that. And, and here's the one thing that I think, Jalen, a lot of people don't realize is what these different like foreign com uh, countries do like Iran and Russia is they will have these bots out there 
uh, way before the election. So you might have bots that talk about K-pop, you know, that from Korea. Uh-huh. And all of a sudden, they'll just flip the switch, and now we'll start talking about Black Lives Matter. So you might have thought that this was a legitimate Twitter account that you follow or it shares your posts, uh-huh. but all of a sudden it starts talking about something else. And I think that's what's going to happen today is all these dormant bots are now going to flip and start talking about the U.S. election and trying to sow discord online and spread disinformation, especially as people are heading to the polls in the U.S. Yeah, and I wonder how many of those bots have already flipped, like in in the past, uh, you know, even two months, month, even in the past week. I mean, people, you know, as you say, tuning into one thing and boom, next thing you know, it's it's something else. I mean, I guess unless you're working directly in it, you don't know, and it would be an interesting tracker to see. But one of the things that they try to do, really, I mean, the whole, I guess one of the points of, of these things is is to create chaos right is to try to sow discourse and confusion is that what they're doing yes and and what makes this year much different than 2016 is that what these bots and all these fake accounts are trying to do is to really undermine the integrity of the u.s elections so they want to say that this thing was rigged because that's what trump has been saying for a long time especially with the mail-in ballots and now they're seizing on that and they want people to to undermine that that these elections were actually fair and done in accordance to the proper laws because if you can't trust the results of an election democracy just doesn't work and so countries like russia they want to sow that discord they want to see people ride on the streets and that's why you're seeing a lot of businesses whether it's on fifth avenue in in new york or in washington you know board up everything because nobody knows what's going to happen because no one knows what kind of results are going to happen and how people are going to react to those results because the, the big thing online right now is trying to undermine the integrity of the 2020 yeah. presidential election. Yeah, I was reading that between 2014 and 2017, Russian fake accounts, just Russian fake accounts, and f- yeah, fake accounts, um, uh, reached over 100 million Americans. I mean, that that's a huge number, and, and that was, what, three years ago. You have to wonder how much bigger that is right now. Yeah, well, you know, the the Russians are getting really smart. What they're also doing now is instead of just throwing out articles online and hoping people will read it, they're actually trying to to start up fake media organizations. So, you know, there was one that was called Peace Data, and they were trying to hire local journalists and, and reporters, maybe fresh out of school, and then have them you know, push out this information. So they're being very, very clever because they understand that the U.S., you know, learned a lot from 2016, and they're just, you know, upping their game to try to do more stuff to to sow that discord online, even if they have to create, you know, fake organizations. But they've been doing this, and they've had four years, you know, to prep for this. So tonight (laughs) is going to be very interesting, not only what we're going to be watching on TV as the election results come in, but what people are saying online as those results come come in and what people are saying and if they trust these elections because that's ultimately the most important thing for both candidates is to trust the results of this election but nobody knows how it's going to go and what the reaction will be online 
Andy Barrar joining us this afternoon. Andy, you talk about these fake news sites, these, uh, these uh, uh, you know, sites that are publishing supposed uh, news stories. And it's amazing, even on, on my show through the text line, I get all sorts of people sending me links to to, to stories from, from these different, you know, in quotes, um, or I'm just going to say, you know, I'm, they are, they're bogus uh, news sites. And I mean, even if you just do a little bit of in, investigation Investigation, you can find out they're not real. But people, there are some people, maybe a lot of people, who just don't take the time. They see a headline, they jump on it, and they go. And because maybe um, the, 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 the name of the paper or the website sounds official, they buy into it. And that is, that is really dangerous. How can you protect yourself? Um, what's your suggestion to, to deal with, with sites like that? Well, Jalen, you nailed it right on the head there. A lot of people aren't even reading the articles. They read the headline, and what they'll do is they'll retweet it or they'll share it online. And Twitter and Facebook have, have understood that this is what people do. They don't even read the article. They'll just hit that button. So what Twitter has done, which is very interesting, is since October 20th, when you try to, I don't know if this is, happens in Canada, but this is what they're doing in the U.S. If you see something and you try to retweet it, what Twitter will automatically do is enable the tweet with comments uh, function because they want you to say something about it, not just share that information because it could potentially be disinformation. So by just doing that one little tweak, they're hoping that before you maybe make a comment, you might just actually read the article before you share it online. So I thought that was a really smart move by Twitter and they're doing that today just to because we all know there's going to be fake information online disinformation the, the, the best thing that we can do is to just curb it both on a personal level not sharing stuff without doing our due diligence but also on the platform level and that's what Twitter is doing by just giving you that one extra little step to to you know hopefully allow you to read the article before you go and share it online Andy, one of the things I found really interesting is about how artificial intelligence, how AI is is helping these fakers, you know, really avoid uh, some detection. Um, you know, they're able to take these photographs, manipulate them in the, in some way, and to make fake groups, maybe on on Facebook or on Twitter, whatever it is, seem real. And I thought, boy, someone's putting a lot of <laughs> putting a lot of work into this. Do you have any suggestions on on how to detect um, if if an organization online? Like we've talked about fake news, but I mean, some of these pictures, if they're not they're not real. Yeah, there's a lot of fake uh, images out there. What they call deep fake images and videos, where they can manipulate the videos. They can make people say things that they didn't say by just you know using AI. Another thing that these um, all these different types of hackers are doing is they are trying to manipulate the Facebook algorithm. But Facebook today has a, a virtual war room right now that's going to try to stop that so it doesn't come onto people's news feeds. So what the hackers are doing, and they're smart again, is now 
now they realize that Facebook doesn't have that same control in closed Facebook groups. So there's a lot of groups out there that people are involved with, and that information is going to start spreading into those groups because the hackers realize Facebook can't control that. And they're also now spreading information on WhatsApp, a different, which is mostly yeah. for texting, but they're sharing it through that. So you can see that these hackers are not stupid people. They understand no. what Facebook is. It's a game of whack-a-mole, essentially, where you do this, okay, I'm going to come on to the flank over here. And and it's just, it's it's really hard. You got to give it to these social media companies because they got the work cut out for them today. Andy, what would you say more? What more needs to be uh, be done? I mean, I, I don't think we're ever going to win this battle necessarily against fake news, against bots about you know the deep fake, all that sort of stuff. I mean, but what what more should these social media outlets be doing? Do, do, does government need to be doing more? I, I mean, I, and then there's the balance about free speech as well. There's a lot of concern about about you know censoring. So. What more do you think still needs to be done or could be done? Well, Jalen, I think the big issue that we're having right now and where the government could maybe potentially step in is it's all about the news feed. The majority of people are getting their news from their Facebook news feed or from their Twitter stream. And the problem is we're living in echo chambers by virtue of yeah. the algorithms. They, they make you see stuff that you want to see. So then you start to think that everybody believes this because it's always yeah. on, on my Facebook news feed. And that's the big problem right now because you... You have to look at news like like uh, a diet, and you want a nice, you know, well balanced diet. Right now, imagine you just get everything from McDonald's. <laughs> you're not getting your broccoli. You're not getting all these different types of nutrients. And I think that's kind of like what a news feed is, where yeah. you need to see different types of opinions. And the the typical news feed and the algorithm, the way it works, is not designed for that. So I think governments should really put the pressure on these social media companies to make sure that people see other points of view because that's again we can't just live in these echo chambers that's where we get these polarized ideas and people just cannot get along because they live inside each respective bubble interesting stuff andy lots to think about there uh, andy barrar joining us this afternoon thanks for taking the time oh my pleasure jalen you betcha, Andy Barrar, tech expert, and he is also a contributing author at uh, futurhythmic.com. You can check out his his work there. When you talk about these uh, these these, uh, it was it was really neat. There was this uh, video that I watched today, and it was about how fake news is um, and and uh, is is impacting things like elections, or you know maybe catching your attention and and maybe pointing you in the wrong direction, or, or fooling you somehow. And no one wants to be fooled, right? But talking about uh, you know these these fake groups who are using fake photos um, to make these groups seem even to make them seem real and some things that they were suggesting is that you know with some of these these photos especially like on Facebook you know how there's a user profile pic and that if you take a closer look that you might notice some distorted backgrounds um, that um, you know if in case you do it could be uh, fake um, yeah, so there's just all sorts of little things, and 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 one thing I'm just going to again urge folks is that when when you're when you're clicking on a link to a story, 
you know, maybe do a little Google. If, if you've never heard of this news outlet before, if you've never heard of this newspaper before, I mean, all you have to do is throw the, you know, for the most part, throw the name into the old Google search and see what, what shows up. I've, I've done that numerous times and sent it back to uh, to different uh, different folks, whether they're my friends uh, in, in real life or even some of you uh, who've texted in. And I always appreciate your text at 780-496-0063. But some things to keep in mind is, you know, beware of, you know, th- you know stories that don't make sense. You know, when... For example, I was reading an article, uh, again, about fake news uh, earlier today, and there was a story, they used this as an example, that during last year's Hurricane Irma, that uh, there was this this viral story that claimed it was going to be a Category 6 hurricane and would wipe cities off the map, but Category 6 hurricanes don't exist. I mean, that's... You know, they go to five, right? Uh, again, check the name of the website or the news site that published the article. Check out the website's addresses, right? Fake website addresses oftentimes are pretty easy to spot. And then look out for the headlines that don't match the story. We know that there's a lot of clickbait out there, right? And then check the date. And one of the other big things that they suggest is Check for spelling mistakes. There tends to be a lot of spelling mistakes in these stories. And um, and if you're wondering about some of the images that you're seeing, you can Google search them. Just flip it around and Google search images. See what it links back to. You might be surprised. 